Today on Ovias and Gilio, Duke football, ladies and gentlemen, they are for real. Meanwhile, Dabo's stubbornness is coming home to roost in Clemson. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers are getting ready to start the season. Are they going to have Brian Burns in the lineup? We'll get into that contract drama. Thanks for following us on your favorite podcast platform. If you haven't given us five stars, y'all, I don't ask for much in life. I'm just looking for five stars only. Positive vibes only. And thanks to subscribing on YouTube. Get on it if you haven't. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. But doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius inside the Eford Studios downtown Raleigh, thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring, the presenting sponsor for Ovius and Gillio. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Small to medium-sized business, you could be wasting money not understanding your print cost. You think, ah, set it, forget it. I got my toner. I got my paper. You don't know who's printing what. You don't know how much money you can be saving by putting stuff up in the cloud. And that's where Copiers Plus, help. Copiers Plus helps you out, Joe. Yeah, copiers-plus.com. You don't know what you don't know. And in 2004, when I watched Duke beat Clemson at Wallace Wade Stadium, I didn't know I'd ever see Duke <laughs> beat Clemson again in my lifetime. I know. Lo and behold, last night, yeah, out the gate from the jump, Duke Spur was the, magic. Duke, no magic. Duke was the aggressor. Oh, Duke was the hungrier team. Duke was the faster team. Duke was the more physical team. Duke was the equally talented, if not more talented team. Duke was more poised mm -hmm. than Clemson. What else is there? What am I missing? No, I think what, what did Clemson do last night other than look woefully? I mean, they look like they were in black and white mm -hmm. and they might as well have been when you juxtapose it to what Florida State put on tape the night before. Yeah, there's there's a lot of threads to pull on what we saw last night, and it is really easy to get into overreaction mode after week one. We do this all the time. We've done with and we've done this with Clemson before. But to be consistent with my point, yeah, talent matters. Talent travels. Just as you saw with Florida State, just as you saw with Colorado, yeah. you can't overreact when when teams have conspicuous game-breaking talent. Clemson does not have those types of players anymore. So, okay, let's let's focus on Duke real quick because I don't want to get caught, speaking of things that you get caught in traps, I don't want to get caught in the trap of dismissing what Duke under Mike Elko has been able to do in just over a year's time. I think we all understood, as much as David Cutcliffe was a breath of fresh air to completely remake Duke football, and they're always going to have their ACC championship game appearance. And they're almost shoulda, woulda, coulda with Johnny Manziel in a bowl game when they uh, when they played Texas A&M. At the end, and I don't know if it was the COVID season that ultimately did it. At the end, that was a broken program. And there's a lot of reasons why we got to that point. But I do think there's a similarity between David Cutcliffe and Dabo and why they're at their various points. Loyalty, stubbornness, okay? David Cutcliffe stubborn at the end and elevated his guys. His, you know, it, it became one of those things where I know you, here's this connection. I'm going to elevate you. That's the loyalty of the program. And he's still mad at Duke because he felt that they should have been loyal to him. All right. Dabo's in this position 
because of that loyalty and stubbornness. We'll get to that in a second because I want to focus on what Mike Elko has done. So when I talk about where Duke was, it was one in 17 in the ACC the, the two years before he took over. They did not look conditioned. They did not look focused. Mike Elko comes in and completely just completely reformats that. And you could say that last year was lightning in a bottle. You could say last year was the schedule. And some of those things are true. But Riley Leonard is a dude, all right? And we've been caught up with Drake May, rightfully so. We've been caught up with uh, Jordan Travis at Florida State. Totally get that, right? But Riley Leonard, under the radar, put on a spectacular season. If it wasn't for some red line or red zone uh, miscues for Duke last year, they would have beat Carolina in a shootout where Riley Leonard was toe-to-toe with Drake May. And what was eye-popping to me and why people should probably reassess what they think about Duke and the schedule and what we think about Clemson XYZ is because Riley Leonard looked like the type of quarterback Clemson should have, not Duke, all right? And, of course, the story for Riley Leonard to get here is kind of wonky because he didn't even start the season. He wasn't even the projected starter, for heaven's sake. Last year. Last year. So it's it's just funny. They They were pretty thick on the talking points last night. Oh, yeah, they were. He he only played basketball. It was almost like ignoring what he actually did last year. I know. The play of the game, though, was the 44-yard uh, run on third down on Duke's opening oh. possession of the third quarter. The absolute play of the game. He looks like he's taken down for a loss, escapes, then outruns. Yes. Do you know how hard it is to outrun Clemson's defense? I'm glad you brought that it's up. really freaking hard. I want I want to bring it back to moments when you know storied programs or programs that have been at the top and have hit a low point by their standards. Yeah. Based on what you see a local team here due to them. Riley Leonard's 44 yard run and the way he bounced off guys and powered through and to your point outran these Clemson defenders, which is shocking to me was Carter Finley stadium. I forgot the year, but it was Miami coming to play NC state. Devin Hester. No, no. Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. And I was there with my dad. It's either eight or nine. I forgot what year it was. Oh, eight, oh, nine. I was there with my dad and Russell Wilson. I wish I could pull it up on YouTube, but the rights fees would probably kill me. He broke Miami defender ankles on a touchdown run that went like 50 or whatever yards. If I remember correctly, it was like 40, 50 yard run where he was just doing the Russell Wilson thing. And Miami looked outclassed. Oh, it was 08. Oh, it was the you. end of his first. It was the end of his first real first real year. On the and I looked at my dad and I said, what the hell has happened to Miami where this dude is making them look silly? So fast forward to last night at Wallace Wade Stadium where Riley Leonard has that breakout. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell has happened to Clemson and the talent? But you and I both know why they're in this position. Because Dabo, and it gets back to the frust- the, the stubbornness. Why are they here, Joe? It, it's really difficult not to compare them to Florida State and what Florida State has done in the transfer portal. Sometimes it's okay to recruit guys out of high school yeah, and understand you're going to develop some of them. And Florida State has done that, but half of their starters last night were out of the transfer portal in, um, for Florida State, including Keon Coleman, who you can't tell me he wasn't worth the half a million or whatever Florida State ended up paying for him to come from Michigan State. Yeah, He was a dynamic playmaker. Clemson just doesn't have that. They didn't have it last year either. That's That's got to be the frustrating part. If you're a Clemson fan, you're looking at Antonio Williams, you're looking at Bo Collins, and you're going, 
This is SOS, man. This is the same old stuff. Mm-hmm. These guys weren't good enough last year. Why did you magically think hiring Garrett Riley was going to turn them into something that they're not? Well, okay. And I, and I don't think you could fix a lack of talent. I think hiring Garrett Riley was still a smart move by Dabo. And and I don't know if he's holding them back. I don't know any of this stuff. No, that, but a lot of the play calling, thing. a lot of that play calling last night was crap. It's funny you bring there that was up. A lot, a lot of screens. It looked a lot like NC State last year. To be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, there was a lot of hey, go get open. So oh, the, okay. Uh, so the Clemson, uh, the Clemson folks that I follow on on social media were were definitely tweeting through it. And to your point about Garrett Riley, be. there was a big there was a big off season. Like, all right, Dabo seems to have finally gotten religion. Yeah. All right. And again, I still think that was a smart move. It was a smart move. It absolutely was a smart move. But a couple of things. One, TCU last year to get to a national championship game. Did they have more dudes than Clemson? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Particularly the skill skill positions. That gets back to Dabo. All right. You've been stubborn. You're not going to the transfer portal. Number two, Dabo, and this is something that I had forgotten about, and some Clemson people were pointing this out. I'm like, oh, okay. I can see their frustration. When they hired Garrett Riley and people were asking him questions about, well, what's this offense going to look like? What are you going to do? He talked about, well, no, we're running Clemson's offense. Well, then why'd you bring Garrett Riley in if you're just going to do the offense? It kind of reminded me of when uh, Dave Dorn went co-offensive coordinators oh. and he kind of sold it as, well, look, that's guys, the NC State offense. It's the NC State offense. Right. How, how'd that work out for you? Not well. When a coach thinks that whatever system they've in place, you can just plug and play some dude because you believe in your culture. When that happens, usually it bites you. It bites you in the ass. And that's where, again, back to the theme of this with Dabo, his stubbornness is biting him in the ass. I, I, and I just to stress this point about talent. And when you know you have guys, mm-hmm. you know, Clemson forever, when they walked onto a field, they knew yeah, we had Travis Etienne. They knew we have Sammy Watkins. They knew we had new, new Hopkins. They knew we had better players than you. And that builds a that builds that swag that builds that confidence where you go, I don't care. Put the ball down. Let's go. Let's play. Mm-hmm. You look at Clemson last night and they panicked from the jump when Duke was hitting them on the mouth on those terrible screen plays. It was like, uh oh, we're not just going to run around Duke. And, and they, they had some success with Will Shipley on the ground. Will Shipley with his 24 relatives who graduated from NC State, <laughs> who somehow made the colossal error of going to Clemson. This might be the curse of Will Shipley. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Stop it. I'm just going to put it Stop out there. It. This Stop might be, it. you know, you cross the wolf blood. <laughs> but they don't have is that, guys. Is that another law of the wolf for you? Yeah, new one. Is that a new but, one? But they don't have that confidence <laughs> that's built in that goes, okay, heck, we could be down yeah. 21-7 in the yeah. in the fourth quarter, and we're going to scrap and claw and win this game just because we're better than you are. Mm-hmm. We're more talented than you are. When you don't have that swag, when you don't play with that confidence, you sit there and you start to doubt everything. And Kate Klubnick looked like a guy last night whose girlfriend dumped him the night before. Dude, He looked co- completely out of sorts. He was airmailing passes. He was panicking in the pocket. He was bumbling and fumbling snaps around the goal line. He was bumbling and fumbling exchanges with his running back. And it was just like, he has talent for sure. But again, the problem is when you have a standard and that standard is Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. and Trevor Lawrence, it's the same one that DJ Uyunglele failed. When you aren't that guy, man, it's really hard for your fans to unsee that supernova that they had in Watson and Lawrence. All our conversations about college football brought to you by Wings Over. Wings Over Raleigh, 
Wings over Chapel Hill, Wings over Greenville. I'm actually going to be headed to Wings over on Saturday after Jacob's done with his uh, his hockey game. I'm going to go pick some up, go hang out with neighbor Rick and watch some uh, watch some college. We've football. got gift cards. Let's go. We're going to give some of those away in the mixtape this week because the mixtape's back. We've also got go check them out online. This is the best thing to do. Go to wingsover.com. Order your food. They have parking in the back mm-hmm. in Raleigh on Hillsborough Street. You know how hard that is to come by. Yes, get the sweet chili wings. I'm telling you, they're the bomb. All right. So you had tweeted this out. Uh, great, good teams win. Yep. Great teams cover. Right. Yes. A, a common refrain amongst us gamblers. And we can sit here and talk about man. Mike Elko was just unbelievable last year. Nine and four, turning things around at Duke. <laughs> And they beat Clemson last night, but Gilio uh, has an even more impressive stat for Mike Elko <laughs> on the yellow pad here. He's 10 and four against, against the, the spread, spread. Yeah, including a six and one mark as an underdog. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what? They didn't cover against, uh, who did they not cover against? Last year? Yeah, last I, year. I'd have to go through the whole, that's just the number of what it was. It's probably when they were. Obviously, their their problems were when they were a favorite. Oh, okay, so. I got you. I got you. So, all right, good for just th- eyeballing it. Good for good for them, man. Good. For I mean, that's that's not easy to do. Now, look at Miami. Some of it's public too, right? Like Miami is Miami's a, is a always, very public team. They're yes. almost always going to be a favorite. Yes. So Mario Cristobal last year goes two and ten against the number. And I've asked you before: at what point are we going to start getting mad at coaches? Not not for not winning. But for not covering next year, so, so, but it's like a double whammy for Mario Cristobal. Yeah, like you don't win and you don't your cover. Team was terrible. What? And, and, and you Miami, went two and two I know against the number, right? I mean, that's kind of hard to do. Yes. So uh, just kind of looking at it. it, looks like Georgia Tech last year. Obviously, they lost two by three. Uh, would have been a problem. Pitt, they lost two by two there, and then Wake. No, they beat Wake, so they would have been an underdog in that game. So, um, yeah, I mean, Duke's look what they did last night, the way that they outplayed. Clemson. Mm. And when I talk about urgency and when I talk about pouring it out, when I talk about seizing an opportunity, Duke did all those things last night. So last night too was, was, was pretty wild. This is from Chapel Fowler uh, who covers Clemson for McClatchy. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. This was a, a fierce storm of the field. I mean, I've seen it before. I've seen after a Duke Carolina game, people running out, the, running out onto the field and everything else. But what happened last night? Goodness gracious, man. And, and, you know, there was a good chunk of Clemson fans there. But that crowd shot right there shows you Duke's got fans, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a nine fans. and four year. They're starting to believe. And that Notre Dame game all of a sudden looks like it could be really interesting for Sam Hartman's return. Uh, second return to the triangle in the month of September. Shout out to Jameson uh, who made fun of the Chick-fil-A commercial that was running last night where a guy was like stuck in, he was like really in his feels because he sent his daughter off to college and the Chick-fil-A person was helping them out. Uh, I pulled into the drive-thru and I'm telling her <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely needed that. Speaking of having a hard time, South Carolina is having a hard time. I really enjoyed this tweet from Ryan McGee, our friend over at ESPN. Clemson, L, South Carolina, L, Greenville, L, North Green, Wofford, L, the Citadel, loss, Coastal Carolina, loss, South Carolina State's already lost twice, Presbyterian, loss, Erskine, loss. Last time the state of South Carolina had a weekend this bad was because of Sherman. Dang, Ryan. Ouch. Dang, Ryan. And the other, the, the last thing about last night, I think is highly relatable as well. We've all been there. We've all been there. Shout out to uh, the ref who was adjusting himself 
that was caught on camera in the middle of the game. No context college football grabbed that. I, I Looking at that, that just, to me, that's how I envision Florida State fans watching that Clemson game last night going, oh, guess who's back? We're back, baby. Guess who's We're running back. this league again? So I've had this, um, I don't know if you've had this conversation with your kids. You have boys. And I've had this conversation with Caleb and Jacob. It's like, you don't want to adjust yourself so demonstratively out in public. Right. You have to find the ways to subtly do it. So I taught them like the, you know, like you just be standing with your friends and all of a sudden, you know, you just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, you just kind of stretch. Little adjustment. Little adjustment. You stretch like, oh, you okay? It's like, oh, you know, my hamstring. Just kind of stretching out. My calves are kind of locking up. That's how you separate the boys in the best way possible. But our guy last night, he was just getting right in there, making sure that uh, he was well adjusted. A little bit of housekeeping for you as uh, housekeeping. we are getting ready for a couple more podcasts throughout the week. You got Law of the Wolf. You've got Picks and Pizza. And we have a new young gun, the final one of the preseason as we get ready for the start of the Carolina Panthers season. Dimitri Ravanos and Lauren Brownlow focusing solely on Bryce Young. By the way, there were some points made about Alabama and how much Bryce Young kind of masked Alabama's talent issues uh, with Nick Saban. That's another issue that Dabo really is coming home to, to roost. If you don't have the right quarterback, all your other issues are going to be uh, hyper-focused. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about with Young Gun as we get ready for the start of the season. Very excited about that. What do you got coming up on Law of the Wolf? I got a conversation with Jalen Samuels. Jay Sam. your guy. Since, uh, you know, Notre Dame hasn't been here since uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Jay Sam played in that game. I'm excited. Excited to catch up to him. Also, a reminder that you can get t-shirts for Ovius and Julio. Go to breakingt.com slash OG. Again, that's breakingt.com slash OG. And you can buy a variety of our t-shirts from there. Don't worry, we get a percentage. Um, so we appreciate everybody who's purchased t-shirts and put those things out on social media. Speaking of fans and customers, Breeze Through has their customer appreciation this Thursday from 11 to 1. They're going to have a food truck and all that fun stuff. But most importantly, they're going to have $1.76 gallons of gas. Yeah, that's huge. We're going to be doing the show from the breeze through at PNC, Carter Finley. They're off at Edwards Mill and Trinity from the beer cave. Be bundled Are up. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. In fact, I got to text Adam today about like, I'm going to be getting there around nine o'clock to set up maybe a little earlier. I want to make sure the equipment's right because mm-hmm. we're going to do this thing live on YouTube at 10 o'clock on Thursday. I'm excited. That's our first live. So let's go. I'm excited about that. Big thanks to Breeze Through. And big thanks to Oak City Sports Cards. Oak City, where you buy, sell, trade, most importantly, grade. I was making jokes about, you know, what I saw in memorabilia and how much they were charging. To your point, to Weston's point, it's worth what people think it's worth, but you got to get it graded first to get a good idea. Yeah, go check them out off of Clement Avenue in downtown or go to oakcitycards.com. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. They are attorneys at law and counselors at law. You can check them out at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Maybe I can get them to drop a contract that says I don't have to talk about the new additions to the ACC. I don't need to acknowledge them. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to stick to family law. Maybe if we sell this business, we'll (laughs) we'll figure it out. They can help you too. It's wh.lawyer. Mixtape is back, Joe, and we got one of our listeners, Justin, jumping on to play mixtape. Justin, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? Wait, is that an App State hat I see on you? It certainly is. And you actually, 
you mess with that? You you actually like us? I thought App State fans didn't like us. Well, we're I'm 100% App, so I'm where <laughs> we don't have to worry about split uh, allegiances. Uh-huh. See, it's a man who lives by a code. He lives by a code. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, so mixtape is a little bit different now since we don't have the rights to play music. So what we do is we get some of our friends to read lyrics for us, and if you can name the song based on the on the on the verse. Then you're gonna win a tumbler. We got we got uh we got state farm tumblers from Matt. We have one breeze through tumbler left still with okay. OG. We have three tumblers from Matt, and we have the $25 gift cards to all right wings over. Very excited. We also have tickets to Carolina, but let's see what let's okay. see what Justin can do. So here's here's how it's gonna work. We have Stacy. She is a friend of ours, a graphics house. She's actually working on a sign for us, is she not? She is. Yes. Very excited about that. Your jeans. Wait, 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 whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. whoa. Sorry, your jeans. Ooh, what's that about? <laughs> what's that about? So she's at graphics house. So go check them out uh, at graphicshouse.com. Here she is. So I can get this, you know, properly playing here. Are you ready, Justin? I'm giving my best. You see it on your screen? Did you see it on your screen? Yes, see her? Yes. All right, here we go. Your jeans were once so clean. I bet you've changed your wardrobe since we've met. Now, oh, so easily, you're over me. Gone is love. (laughs) It's that you ought to be holding me. I'm not containable. This time, love is not sustainable. I ain't freaking. I ain't faking this. (laughs) (laughs) You got a guess, Justin? <laughs> this is not in my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that's country. No, not country. Okay. I thought that was country for them. It's the accent that's messing with yes. me, man. The yes. accent is so messing with me. I was already going to be bad enough if it was going to be the actual song. That's just a whole nother level right there. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty sure it was in an Apple commercial if you'd like a, a hint. I mean, the only song I can think of with jeans would be like Billy Jean from Michael no. Jackson, but I know that's <laughs> certainly not it. <laughs> that's not it. All right, John, I need an official guest, Justin. Billy Jean. Mm, no. <laughs> mm. So, Justin, you're in the demographic of people that who are slightly younger than us who are interested in this program and listen to podcasts. So I tried to go for songs in like the 2010s and in the early 2000s. This is from the Ting Tings. This is Shut Up. And let me go. Oh, so the, the key there was I ain't freaking, I ain't faking this, I ain't freaking, I ain't faking this. Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, yeah, shut you up got, and let me go. You got me on that one, man. You got me on that one. All right, Justin. Sorry, man, I didn't but, win, but we have something for Justin. Yeah, for being true to his school and and disavowing the just just being true to his school. Yeah, how about that? For being true to his school, we're gonna send you to see App State, your Mountaineers. Against <laughs> get smoked this weekend by Carolina. Uh-oh. I'm at least a realist of the same Uh-oh. fact that I don't think we're gonna win, but I'm, we're gonna go and we're gonna give them the we're quarterback. Cheer. Then they have to they have to go to their second quarterback already, right? Well, he looked better than Burger anyway, so yeah, I mean, maybe it'll help. that win. <laughs> so yeah, Do, you know, sometimes I'm wondering if the consolation prizes are better than the actual prize hey, for man. winning. We only have one of these left. So. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a rare item. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right. It's rare. Justin, appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Enjoy Thanks, the game. Guys, Ho- hopefully, App State, you know, gives you a little something to root for at this game. I hope so. All right, man. Take Thanks, it easy. guys.
I don't know, man. You're making these mixtapes. You think I was hard with the mixtape, dude? All I was trying to do was to appeal to our demographic. Now, granted, that was a difficult one. Uh huh. They will get a little bit easier. They're also they're also highly entertaining with Stacy, though. No, I I agree. I agree with you on that. Now, um, speaking of things that are difficult, do you think that the Carolina Panthers will have a more difficult time winning their opener without? Brian Burns. Oh, man, I've heard of quiet quitting before. I don't even know what you would call this because it just felt like all preseason. Well, Brian Burns isn't playing because they just want to save him and yeah. make sure he's healthy. Yeah. Well, so that's not really the case. No, what, essentially. What's going on? I, here? I saw this. I saw this phrase as instead of it being a holdout for Brian Burns, who's got his fifth year. Real quick context. Both he and Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa with the 49ers and Brian Burns, both of those guys had their fifth year options picked up. So Nick Bose is going to get $17.859 million this upcoming season. Which sounds good, but, but it's not. <laughs> and Burns is scheduled to make 60, just a slightly over 16 million this upcoming season for the Carolina Panthers, again, which again, sounds good, but, but not. Bosa wants to be the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Okay. So you're looking at around $32 million annually. Now, so double is, Nick Bose is Brian Bursa. I'm confusing names here. Is Brian Burns on the level of Nick Bosa? I think so. Okay. So you're waiting on Nick Bosa to set the market. Nick Bosa is going to get more money yeah. than Brian Burns. So my guess is that the Carolina Panthers are waiting to see what Bosa does to set the market with the 49ers before they decide to finally put pen to paper on For this a new contract. contract. But Burns has actually been in camp and practicing. And that's until now. Okay. Until now, he didn't he didn't show up through walkthroughs. He didn't show up yesterday. And I started texting some of our Panthers friends because, look, I'll admit, man, I was in travel hockey dad mode. I mean, yeah. I was keeping up with the local football teams. But in terms of like the day to day Panthers stuff, like I'm like, yeah, just let's just get ready for week one until yesterday. I see, oh, Burns didn't show up again today. And I texted my Panthers friends. And I said, hey, so a little context to you. What's going on? And the three people I texted all said the same thing. Wake me up when Wednesday arrives. If he's not at practice okay. on Wednesday, then we can have a serious conversation. Frank Reich was actually asked about this at his availability uh, this week and what exactly is going on here. And it's a pretty inter- interesting exchange between Reich, Joe Person, and others who cover the Panthers. Uh, that was a personal matter to him. I'll just I'll defer to him on that. Reich, any concern he may not be available in week one? Um, again, I'm going to defer, I'll defer to Brian on that. I mean, I mean, you know, just as a, I wouldn't say this about, I just would generally speak and say about any of our players, um, you know, just that, you know, I would, you know, anyway, I'll just defer to Brian. On that note, we heard you all summer praise him, others praise him for being here. And now on the cusp of the season, it doesn't seem like he's a participant your concerns and what what do you say to the rest of the team great i love that question i I appreciate you asking that question because you know my view of brian burns doesn't diminish at all you know i mean we understand there's a business side to this perfect you know to this to this thing we do and uh i still respect and admire the way he's handled himself and um you know so i i have nothing but the highest regard for brian burns so that's Frank Wright getting questions about Brian Burns, including one from Joe Person there. Uh, and speaking of the business, 
Hey, very excited to tell you that our Panthers conversations this year brought to you by Graffiti in downtown Cary. You might know Graffiti from its various appearances on the 919 Vice podcast. Uh, Wayne Holt, Adam Eshbaugh uh, run that place. It's a great spot. They got a bunch of tea. You might think of it as axe throwing and getting some great bourbon, but tell you what, you can actually watch football. I was going to say, there's a, there's a tie in here. There's a tie in here. They got all the TVs. They got the Sunday package. And most importantly, bourbon now on tuesday nights they do the break even night where if you want to been trying these bourbons and you try to go to the abc store and they're super expensive and you just don't want to invest hundreds of dollars on a bourbon you can get a one ounce pour break even price at graffiti they're doing more of this on specials on sunday while you watch football so go check it out at graffiti so that's that's frank reich talking about brian burns and I, i'm I'm very much of the opinion that it's not a thing until it becomes a thing. Sure. It's only Tuesday. It's not a thing yet. Let's wait, Joe. But to kind of answer the question there about what would happen, the Carolina Panthers are very much like the Clemson Tigers. They only have so many guys that are difference makers. Right. Brian Burns is one of those difference makers. And, And some of the grace that you've tried to show the Panthers in this preseason defensively has been, well, yeah, but, Burns isn't playing. We haven't seen him play. And, and he is a huge difference maker. Mm-hmm. If he can't play, oof, that's not good for them. You can also tell that frustration. Or he won't play. You can tell that frustration from Frank Reich. We've actually seen this a, a couple of times already where coaches are at odds with what the general manager and the owner want in terms of financials. Frank Reich just wants his best players available to win some <laughs> yes. freaking football games. Please, okay. in the opener, yes. Against a, in a game that they could absolutely win against Atlanta. I'm so freaking lootly, <laughs> but it's really going to be difficult if you don't have Burns, and that's at odds with what management wants in terms of contracts and future salary cap considerations and everything else. Management always wants to win in these cases anyway. They don't want to make these guys the highest paid players. It's fine. I get it. So that that frustration bubbled over with Reich when he got pressed some more on the availability of Brian Burns for week one. I'm at the stage in this where I'm not involved in the contract negotiation at all. Zero. I have zero. At this point, you know, I've expressed, you know, Mr. Tepper and Scott asked me my views of certain things. I've expressed my views. Um, I'm just worried about beating Atlanta, you know, you know, getting our team ready to play Atlanta. Really, that's all that's on my mind. And. Do I hope that he's there? Absolutely. I hope he's there. Um, but, you know, if he's not there, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Just move forward. We're on to Cincinnati, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think, I think you panic if he doesn't show up tomorrow. That that's, You definitely get into that mode. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's some frustration there because the way you construct a team, all of those formulas included Brian Burns being a guy pressure in the, the opponent's quarterback. All right. One other football note, one other NFL note uh, before we bring on Luke Takak of the News and Observer. Um, I think you and I have established in the years that we've been doing this show that we can get a sense of whether or not this coach is going to work out for this team based on how he talks, how he presents himself. Yes. Right? Now, 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 Nick Sirianni did throw us off a little with the Eagles. He did. He did. He did. Uh, and to a certain extent, my guy in Detroit has kind of put, you know, the Lions in a position where they're kind of a trendy pick. I get sure. all that stuff. But for the most part, our hit rate on, sure, this ain't going to work, buddy. <laughs> right. It's pretty good. So let's present Jonathan Gannon. Okay. New head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Now the Cardinals have their own issues that they have to work through. We talked about this last week where they're going to name like Kyler Murray, the captain, and he's not even going to play this season potentially. Right. And who, who they put was it Josh, 
Josh Dobbs, who they're going to start. Yeah, they picked up Josh Dobbs and it's going to start him after using Colt McCoy in their first two preseason games. All right, so this also ties into a conversation we've had a lot about hard knocks and how NFL teams are their own content factories. The Carolina Panthers have done an amazing job with their camp confidential processing blue and everything else. So here's the Arizona Cardinals first iteration of their hard knock style show called light. It's called uh, with Cardinals flight plan. Okay. And light the fire. Here's Gannon welcoming everybody. You tell me. Oh no. If it's going to work out, Joe. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. The way he just so casually says, did you have that fire in your gut? Like, hold on, 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 hold on. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Okay. Did you carpool? Did you use 87? Or did you, did you go premium? Wait, are you, do you have an EV? Do you got that, you got that new lightning? Or are you are you a Tesla guy? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Bus? Who took the? They're in the NFL. They're, who took public transport? Who Ubered here? What? I, now, okay, okay, cool. Nothing wrong with Ubering. Nothing wrong with Ubering. All right, where's this going? Where's this? All right, where's this going? Where, oh, is is he, is he trying to like you know determine who's who based on who how they got here? Okay, cool. You have fire in your gut. While I was driving over, I mean, if I had a fire in my gut, I probably had bad breakfast. Maybe I should not have had that Cajun filet biscuit combo on my way over here. If I have fire in my gut on my way over here. Did you? What I love is that they're showing all the players in this clip and they're just looking at like, what are you, what are you getting (laughs) at with this? So I will present the question finally to you. Um, so he worked with Nick Sirianni last year. So maybe Maybe. he's studying the Nick Sirianni playbook of awkward (laughs) starts <laughs> but if you have fire in your gut like you're like ed orgeron or you're like dan campbell you're not you know professor gannon are you gonna work with the slideshow True, that's a good point so is this gonna work i i mean there's many reasons why it's probably not All so right. i'll stick okay. with that okay <laughs> Big thanks to Homefield for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online at homefieldapparel.com. And you can use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your first order. All the great vintage inspired collegiate gears right there. Yeah, I bought us a bunch of stuff for the OG Golf Classic to give away. Nice. Prizes. Nice. Including that Tar Heels script, man. I keep telling you, they have the best UNC and ECU stuff. Go use the code OG23. Download the app too. Homefield Apparel. Also, big thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out, myhtr.com. Guaranteed offers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure don't about that. sell yourself short. I mean, we're talking homes that go over list price. Why do you want to sell yourself Take short? Don't do it. Take care of your number one investment. Trust 
hometown realty you could trust barry woodard and his crew more than 250 agents six locations go to myhtr.com and you just bought a house you know what you need for that house insurance so what do you do contact matt davis insuregarner.com doginsurance.com will redirect you to that or you can just give him a call because there is a human on the other end it's local in garner 919-779-8277 best billboard going what happens when you actually want to talk to a person what such a business concept matt davis is a smart dude check him out doginsurance.com Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline columnist, News and Observer. It's an ACC Now Tuesday. He is Luke DeCock. Did you, hey, Luke, did you, did you walk with Dabo back to the visitor's locker room, the long walk? Did you chronicle that? Because you remember, he's, he's been complaining about it. I felt like after getting just, I don't even, I don't even know what to call what I saw in Wallace Wade City. They got dragged. Did it, did it seem longer for him to walk back to the visitor's locker room? I was busy looking for Steve Spurrier because I desperately needed to hear him say, well, it was good to see Dabo. <laughs> I needed I needed that so badly. I Tweet needed the that. ultimate Spurrier. Tweet that. So anyway, look, Joe and I talked yeah. Joe and I talked about this earlier. And I know you wrote about this uh in the paper today that after Florida State and North Carolina kind of set the tone for what we think are the top level teams in the ACC, you would expect Clemson, from all the offseason talk and Dabo making changes and Dabo doubling down on what he believes, that they would also have a statement game against a very quality conference opponent in Duke that went 9-4 and last year. And I am flabbergasted how it looked very much like last year's Clemson team. And I got to imagine that DJ Uyunglele was just sipping tea while watching Cade Klubnik struggle again. Maybe DJ wasn't the problem, right? Who was out here last night? Then Mike Elko, DJ. Uh, No, I mean, I just think... I, I said this to people. I, I have witnesses watching Clemson warm up. This is before the ball was kicked. That is the least visibly impressive Clemson team I've ever seen. There are no Dexter Lawrence's or Isaiah Simmons is walking around the field during warmups. It is they. I'm, I'm Duke fought them to a draw in the getting off the bus challenge, and and you haven't been able to say that about Clemson for 15 years. Um, there are no dudes on Clemson. There are, it's, as I joked during the game, there's a screen grab of Riley Leonard getting swarmed over in the backfield moments before he escapes for a 44 yard touchdown. And I just tweeted it with like Clemson's 300 recruiting coordinators, all scrawling knees equal ballers on the index cards and sending them out because Clemson has no ballers. It's, it's a pedestrian ordinary. Their wide receivers have zero uh, jump to them. I mean, they were just Duke covered them easily. Um, there was nothing open. Um, I mean, I think Florida, or excuse me, Clemson's front seven won the battle of the line of scrimmage with Duke. Um, you know, Duke really did struggle to run the ball. I think you have to give Clemson credit for that. But it looks like a good defensive front. I mean, states had defensive fronts that looked like that. It did not look like the Clemson front sevens we're used to seeing. And Duke was by far the more physical team, especially in the secondary. And overall, top to bottom, by far the more explosive team. I mean, you know, Wiley Leonard outran Clemson's secondary. Let that filter into your mind for a second. Luke, I remember watching Duke struggle with North Carolina A&T in cuts last year. And I specifically remember looking at their secondary going, holy smokes, these guys need to hit a weight room. 
I want to give Mike Elko credit and his strength coach credit because I feel like, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, this hasn't been a Florida State situation at Duke. I mean, they have some transfers. They had the kid on the offensive line from Colorado. They got the Blades kid in the secondary. But for the most part, this feels like a guy coming in and just whipping people into shape the old-fashioned way and scheming them up. Am, am Am I crazy here? No, and, and I think part of that is because when you look at what went wrong with Duke during the end of the Cutcliffe era, uh, some of it wasn't all talent. They still had some players. They still recruited some guys. It was they, things had gone stale. They they had they lost. It was brain drain primarily. They lost a lot of really good coaches who they couldn't replace or didn't have the money to replace. And you know, Mike Elko was given a much bigger staff budget. That's not to absolve cut of all blame. I mean, that's a head coach's responsibility to do what you're talking about on top of everything else. I mean, you can recruit guys who are at Duke who are okay and try to tra- turn them into good to great players, but you still got to do it. And Elko's staff certainly has, but um, you know, I think the one thing is you look at Duke secondary now and it looks like ACC players. It's not a bunch of five, seven, five, eight guys. It's, these guys are six feet tall. They're 200 pounds. They're willing to get physical with Adam Randall, who I think had one catch all night. I mean, they're willing to get physical with, with, uh, you know, the, the other Clemson wide receivers, uh, you know, Will Shipley looked good, but he had a key turnover. Um, Phil Moffat looked okay, but he had a key turnover. Like, yeah. you look at Clemson's players, their stars didn't play that well. Their alleged stars didn't play that well. Kate Klubnik, you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks play like that in the triangle over the years. And there's nothing, there's nothing about that kid. That Well, I mean, look, I, I made this, <laughs> I, made, I made this point. <laughs> I made this point last night that it, all you needed to know about Kate Klubnik was last year. Because Dabo, when he knows he has the guy coming up, he has zero issues. And there's precedent for him to take a perfectly capable quarterback out of the rotation and put yeah, the, for the guy leaves that's going to yeah. put him over the top. And for as many struggles as they had last year, and they did this on the broadcast a bunch about all the games that Kate Klubnik had played at Clemson and the minutes he'd put in, but he never started a game. And this was his first start as the Clemson starter. And it's like, right. We never heard that about Trevor Lawrence. We never heard about that with Deshaun Watson when they when when Dabo made the move. Yeah. And that to me was a bigger indication of who Cade Klubnik was going into this year. But did they have enough guys around him to overcome that? I think we have the answer on that. But I do think and, and we'll transition to this with, you know, week one being in the books. We do have a tendency to get a little wrapped up. We've seen this out of Clemson before where they've looked shaky at the beginning, but the rest of the ACC, the rest of the ACC struggles to overcome that, and they can ring. We saw this last year where they can ring out games and find ways to win because their defense can still be good enough. So the question is, is that going to play out going forward based on what you've seen out out of week one? Or did what Florida State did to LSU, how North Carolina looked against South Carolina, this is a different kind of ACC that Clemson might not be able to eke out another championship. I, I This looks like a different Clemson team to me. As I said, before the game even started, they look, you know, oceans rise, empires fall. I mean, it just looks like the, yeah. the wave is crested at Clemson here. Now, you're right. We, 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 we've sort of hinted at that before. I don't think I've ever looked at Clemson the way I did last night and said, Oof. you know, I like usually you look at Clemson and say, man, like I, I think if you look at Clemson last year, you'd say Oh man, these guys, they're struggling. They got to get it together. But you look at them, but they can get it together. Like they have the NFL guys, they have the talent. I mean, like there were like four GMs and 32 scouts there last night. I mean, it was like an NFL convention in the press box. And like, you know, I mean, one, it's the greatest job in the world because you get to leave at the end of the third quarter. But (laughs) number two, those guys did not have the look of them of 
this was worth our time. I mean, I yeah. think those guys probably thought that was a valuable trip because they could cross some guys off their list. It was just the level of explosiveness, athleticism, size, and all the things that we take for granted on the Clemson defense. It's just, it's just not there. And so yeah. when you say, can Clemson turn it around and start grinding out wins? Um, maybe, but the other thing you have to remember is that losing to Duke on opening night on national TV, still Duke. I mean, Duke is Duke. Um, it's still Duke. The mystique is the Clemson mystique still there. No. I mean, is anybody going to look at them now and say, shit, or, excuse me. Say, two weeks in a row. I'll have to let a little bit. Do it in the paper. Uh, you know, if, if Duke can body up Clemson like this and look, you know, Dabo was talking about the strangest game he's ever seen. Duke gave Clemson 10 to 13 points, depending on 10 to yeah. 14 points, depending on how you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. This was not 28, seven was not out of whack. Did Clemson have some turnovers at the goal line and field and special teams miscues? Sure. So did Duke. Like yeah. they, they fought that battle to a draw. Duke beat them in other areas of the game and beat them some. So if I'm anyone else on Clemson's schedule and certainly Florida state, I'm looking at Clemson and saying, well, Hey, you know, the warmest turn, man, we, this is not the Clemson we've been doing. I don't think anyone, first of all, no one's going to be intimidated warming up across the field from Clemson. No. I'll tell you that right now. That has, Clemson has won games at the 50 yard line an hour and a half before kickoff. Let's not pretend that's not true. I mean, I think they won the state game, the Ryan Finley game, whatever that was four or five years ago, just once state got a look at Clemson yeah. down there at Death Valley because state came out playing scared. Mm -hmm. um, and never, it was never in that game. I mean, Ryan Friendly was airmailed a pass, like on the second play of the game, wide open guy, airmailed it by 30 feet. Like state was out of that mentally before that game even started. That's not going to happen this year. So Speaking... you look over at Clemson and you see whatever you see, Duke, you see Carolina, you see a team you think you can beat. Speaking of the Wolfpack, you know, I'm sure some, somewhere in the Murphy center last night, somebody was watching that game and thinking to themselves. So we finally get rid of divisions. And Clemson decides to go back to Clemsoning. Okay, got it, got it. Um, look, I think uh, I, I enjoyed the fact that everybody was pointing out that coastal chaos still lives with Duke beating Clemson last night in the opener. All right, we'll uh, we'll get out of here on this because we're gonna have to add some teams to this chaos. I mean, all things considered, though, it was a very good weekend for the ACC <sighs> and our new friend. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not acknowledging the new teams. Just it so was a you know, great, but it was a great going weekend. forward, we're I'm not acknowledging the new teams. We're absolutely taking it in because you it was can. a great weekend too. You can. I'm not. It's a terrible weekend for the state of Texas, other than SMU. And it was a terrible weekend for South Carolina. I, it's all coming up roses for the ACC, baby. <laughs> Come on. Why not? So I think I think you, me, Jillio, <laughs> I, I would say the three of us probably came out the hardest, you know, going hardest in the paint, you know, and reacting to uh, what the ACC did going into the weekend of week one by adding Cal Stanford and SMU officially with all the financial tricks that they're trying to make this work. And sometimes I wonder, you know, it's like the old principal Skinner meme. Like, is it, the, am I out of touch? No, it is. No, the the ACC, wrong. Yes. And looking at, looking at other takes on this and seeing how national media kind of gets wrapped up in, wow, they're bringing in $75 million or Here's what they bring to the table. Sometimes I feel, Luke, that the three of us, are we on an island here when it comes to this? Are we the crazy ones for being I mean, anti-expansion? Are we the baddies? I, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I just I feel like and I've been relatively consistent in this since May 
um, that if you take a look at the state of the television market right now, and you understand the dynamics of NBC's next deal with Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and you understand the fact, you know, what television networks are looking for when they're negotiating with college conferences, that this is just not something you would do. You one wouldn't act right now. You two wouldn't add these schools. And three, you would do this if the grant of rights expired in 2028. I just, it just, everything that we've talked about for the last two years about the grant of rights, I, 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 I don't know why you would act so presumptively. I, I got, I was in a conversation with someone very much on the inside of this who kept telling me that all of these issues I raised were hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. And I, I was stunned. I was like, your entire logic for this is based on a hypothetical. Right. You're adding schools in case schools leave. That's a bigger hypothetical than anything I've expressed. I just, I, I feel like, you know, when you get university presidents in a room and you start throwing numbers like 600 million or 75 million in front of them, they all just get like the Scrooge McDuck dollar sign eyes and throw reason out the window. And, and it's, not, give, by the way, it's not just the money too. And I know you and I've talked about this and I brought it up yesterday. You know, NC State doesn't flip without getting something in return. And I got to imagine as Randy yeah. Woodson has other initiative yeah, that he's I'm trying sure. to tackle hey yeah. man get in the aau something they've been trying to do they don't have certain like nc state doesn't have certain things that automatically get you in that conversation like they don't have a hospital right right but as a, as a research institution that takes itself very seriously and they invest in that library they invest in the engineering they have all these things that they're trying to ramp X-Files. up you know being in the aau kind of matters to guys like randy woodson and it does you, but does it my, my my question would be to you guys as state alumni does being in the AAU matter to you? No. I think what matters to state alumni is we want our athletic teams to beat Carolina. We want our basketball team to go to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. We want our football team to go to a bowl game that's not in Shreveport. And, and, and this isn't going to help that. You're basically taking something that university presidents care about very much yeah. and obtaining that in exchange for selling out athletics. I think the narrative on NC State 10 years down the road is going to be Randy Woodson sold out athletics to get into the AAU. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong about that, but that certainly yeah. I think is, is the way. And, and, and then it, is it worth it? Was it worth it to join the AAU? You know, Oh, we're in the AAU. Now we can get in the big 10, mm-hmm. but you're not going to have a lot of help there. No, you're not going to have a lot of help there. And also there is a sentiment out there that uh, NC state fans are perfectly okay with not being in line with North Carolina because they don't trust North Carolina to uh, to help them out of course the flip side of that would be well this is where you use your political leverage to behind the scenes not just in the rivalry sense but behind the scenes at the ncga to make it work for you unless you think that it's not going to work that you don't you really do not trust north carolina and i don't blame i don't see here's the thing though i don't blame any institution for not trusting any other institution because how many examples do we need to show you that institutions are going to do what they want to do like yeah. right down to the conferences, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to the I, Lions. I, I, I would just say to that, when we, when we talk about state and, and Carolina and the legislature and stuff like that, I think state has a much better case going to whoever the 2029 equivalent of Burger and Moore is yeah. and saying, hey, look, we've, we've, we've acted in unity with them. We've pulled on one rope. You know, now is the time for everyone to pull together and band together. We were, you know, we fight on the field, but we're together on the board of governors and all that stuff. And now it's going to be like the Carolina, you know, grads in the legislature are going to be like, buddy. <laughs> nah. Good luck. Have a good time. Yo, you know, yo, at least you're going to get to play East Carolina and app every year. Well, 
Joe's all about I mean, that. Hey, you could make the argument that if what you really care about is winning football games and tailgating and playing teams that you hate, you're going to be better off playing App State and ECU than and than UNC and Duke. I mean, it's a it requires a step down in ambition. But if you want to hang banners and and beat up on people you work with and all those things, you know, you let Carolina go to the SEC and you end up in the you know Randy Woodson traded the AAU for the AAC. Yeah, you know, yeah. go beat up on South Florida. I do love how Joe's is kind of like, I know, I know Gilio's face. I know, you know, Gilio's face. He's got that face of, I have so many things I want to say, but it's probably for the best that I don't. I just, I think Luke's covered most of them. <laughs> I, just, I think, I think everyone who's playing this, oh, Randy Woodson is, is playing 4D chess by getting an AA, like AAU, like that matters. <laughs> Come on. When I was in school, state wanted to become a, a Phi Beta Kappa. They wanted a Phi Beta Kappa yeah. chapter, right? Yeah. Like that was a big deal. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Has that? What's hey, when what's I, that done? When I was at NC State, <laughs> like, when I was in I mean, state, I was, it's a different. I, it's a different sphere. I was. Man. In the, I was it's in got the, nothing to do with sports. I was in the I mean? college. Like, man, I was in the college management, and the whole thing for the college management was getting into the, whatever the accreditation was for, like to be like a series yeah. for the MBAs and all that stuff. They sold that. They kept selling that as a student. Of course, as a student, I was just you know. Caesar for degrees, man. Caesar for diploma. I was just trying to get out and get to my WK and C shift. Um, so that's ultimately what it's about. But oh well, it's happening. And I guess at this point, we should probably make the most out of it. So we'll close on this, Luke, uh, with this new expanded ACC that's going to start in 2024. Where do you want the ACC tournament? We going to Vegas? We we are we going? I, 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 I want to play in Dallas. Have you, now. Talk, <laughs> have you talked to Tom Dundon about his Frisco facilities? We're going to play we, – yeah, we got a couple spots. We're going to play in the Moody Center in Austin with Matthew McConaughey hosting. Let's go. We're going to go to the uh, the world – the biggest little city in the world. We're going to play it in the bowling auditorium in Reno where they filmed Kingpin. Um, that's now in the footprint. Let's get excited about that. Um, and I think we're going to we're gonna play it on Catalina Island, and you're going to have to take a ferry over oh, I love that. every day from L.A. Oh, yeah, I, I just it's, – it's so dumb. What's the name? What's the name of the old stadium in San Francisco? The old football stadium? I can't remember now. Candlestick? Candlestick? No, 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 not Candlestick. Key, like an, Keysar? Yes, Keysar Stadium. Can Play we outdoor have, at Keysar? How about yeah. how about the Cow Palace? Hey, now we're talking. Now See, here's we're, all the. Can you imagine all the Carolina fans? The eh, state's gonna feel right at home in the Cow Palace. Luke <laughs> <laughs> Takat, columnist, News and Observer. All right, man, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Big thanks to Luke DeCock for hanging out with us here on Ovias and Gilio, And big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out across the triangle and in Wilmington as well. Wilmington, they got those steak and cheese sandwiches now that you can buy in their stores. But n- never mind that right now, Joe. It's tailgate week. Let's go. State at home at noon on Saturday. They make their own sausage. They make their own hot dogs. They make their own bacon. Go get it. Go get ready for that tailgate, man. And you might be tailgating at home. You might not be headed out to the football field. No big deal. You might be grilling at home. You don't want mosquitoes messing that up. You don't want pests messing that up. So you contact Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Check out BugsBite.com. I know I'm going to be hanging out in the backyard watching football this weekend. And Mosquito Authority has been treating my yard all summer long. It's still hot into the fall. Mosquitoes can still be active. They can take care of that. They also take care of the critters in your house. Yeah. Get rid of the bugs outside the house. Get rid of those ants inside the house. Get rid of those mice in the attic. Mm-hmm. And the moisture 
barrier, that 360 moisture barrier is a game changer underneath your house. Go check out Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. It's bugsbite.com. Let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box for sponsoring Hey Joe. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. From our friend Steve, Hey Joe, do you think the three new schools are ready for the pettiness of the ACC and how we root for for other teams' demise? I know you don't want to acknowledge them, but this is something that Cal, Stanford, and SMU are going to have to get used to. Yeah, they're not ready for that. (laughs) No, they're not not ready for like Dimitri uh, did a a reel the other day that cracked me up where it's like, huh, so the two schools in the ACC that have gotten the 30 for 30 treatment are Miami and SMU. Carolina, what up? FSU, I don't see you. What's going on here? Now, there's been like a Bobby Bowden thing for the ACC network, but not a 30 for 30. This is important. Yeah, I don't think they're ready for that. They'll get their first real taste of that once they get to an ACC basketball tournament. That's when things really happen. Uh, This was something that happened. Speaking of uh, Carolina football, what did we make of Max Brown (laughs) grabbing Shane Beamer by the neck? And like, I'm not done talking to you. What do we make of that? Uh, I mean, obviously, he's not being forceful there. Well, I, mean, I saw the still, which does make it look like, yeah, it does. Like, oh my god, did this really happen? Now you watch it with the gif of it here. Now Come look, on. I might be revealing something about my TikTok algorithm. Yeah, but when I saw that neck grab, I thought, you know, there's an entire side of TikTok that would take that, stitch it, and have some really interesting reactions. Just saying. Uh, from Cam, great discussion related to the ACC and expansion. Can you guys address this? The NCVA markets are coveted for Big Ten and SEC schools per Pete Thamel. If UNC and Duke lead for the Big Ten, the SEC, at a minimum, Big 12, may come calling for NC State, correct? What football brands are better in NC? There's not. There's, there's not better football brands left in the state of North Carolina if North Carolina goes to the Big Ten. I think the point that I was trying to make with yesterday's expansion as it relates to conferences, we have to get out of the mindset that traditional conferences are going to exist in the next five to 10 years. But the next iteration of all this alignment, this realignment is a super league. And the question you have to ask yourself is whether or not NC state is going to make that, uh, which did get to a question from Jeremy. Uh, Why is the bubble limited to 40 when it comes to discussion of a super league. I don't think it's going to be that big. He said, SI came up with hypotheticals, but there's too much value being flushed by limiting it to 40 teams. We'd love to see a similar setup to English premier football where teams are promoted, demoted based on the performance. Now, Jeremy, I agree with you. I would love to see that too. Here's a problem. Relegation. We don't love promotion is not an American concept. We hate, we do not want to deal with actual consequences for not putting out a winning product. Hell no. I still want to be able to make money while putting out an inferior product. That's so, the American so way. So including Notre Dame, there's 66 power five schools right now. Yes. I think if they went to 48, sounds like the right number. 224. Okay. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Ovi's and Julio. We will see you Wednesday as we're another step closer to all the football, college and pro. Let's get it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.